obviously he tasted a new kind of experience. Um, it wasn't approved, but he mixed with dancers from the Paris Opera. He went out and savoured the nightlife. Um, he had a wonderful time um, not doing what he was told to do, which was always his attitude. But the Russians could sense, uh-oh, he's not in Russia, he's in France right now. We need to make up some bogus thing to get him to come back because he's going to defect if this keeps up. Well, they were right. Number eight. Despite an array of success, his arrogant disdain for company regulations so angered Soviet authorities that they ordered him to return to Moscow on the pretext of dancing at a state gala. Probably authority thought he's dangerous. We have to better now to send him back to Moscow. And he, he had, had, a, had a intuition. Last moment, he jumped to the police in airport in the airport, number nine. On June the 17th, 1961, while waiting at the airport, Nureyev handed himself over to the French authorities. The Kirov went on to London without him. And the next day, we've been in London, and I remember holding newspaper, and uh, on the, this headline of, this big portraits of him, headline, rooted defection, sensation. And as especially for us, for Kirov Valley to see that they were so down. Number 10. The height of the Cold War. It was a time when we really did believe that there could be a war between the Soviet Union and the West. I mean, it was not just sort of vague. And uh, this was just before the Cuban Missiles Crisis. It was just after the U-2 flight. And Russia was in many ways ahead of us. So it was an enormous shock when this handsome gloriously mysterious man from the East decided he wanted to come to us. It was uh, a boost, in a way, for the, uh, for the ego of the West. Now I just want you to hear these last two sound bites. These are ballet experts eyewitnessing the very first time they're seeing Nureyev doing things that no one else has ever done before. He's so happy he's not in Russia anymore. This one critic describes him as a force of nature, being able to change directions in a way no one could ever do before physically, but it's because he was able to change directions and leave Russia emotionally and mentally. Number 11. We first saw him dance at a gala organized by Dame Margaret Fontaine for the Royal Academy of Dancing. And for that, he asked for a solo from Sir Frederick Ashton. He was no simpleton in knowing what was going to be good choreography. Uh, the curtain went up. It was a Scriabin uh, poem tragique. And onto the stage surged this wonderful young man in great heights and with a tricolour sash. And I think we all knew at that moment we were in the presence of a force of nature. And finally, this is the music, the orchestra conductor, who's positioned right at the end of the stage having the music from the orchestra. And here comes Nuria running as fast as he can and stops on a dime, almost falls into the orchestra pit, eyewitnessing the very first time he dances in London. Number 12. The whole house was bursting to see this dancer they'd heard about that had escaped. And the curtain went up after a little overture and there he was standing right at the back of the stage. And somehow the look of him holding the cloak immobile and the continuance of the music froze the house. They, I don't think anyone clapped, as it were. 
Then we came to this first musical climax, and he suddenly rushed forward as fast as he could, right to the front of the stage, right opposite me, and the whole house went mad. They went, ah, like this. It was a terrific shock for the audience, so much so that he lost his nerve, and he forgot all the steps that Fred had given him. And so he sort of ad-libbed a solo and then picked up a bit that Fred had given him and so on, but it wasn't really the solo that Fred had given him at all. He ad-libbed the solo the ability to change direction. Steve, let's just play number 14 from Ladanian Tomlinson. When we, instead of the word ad lib, you hear Ladanian say, what did I do? I bounced it. Let's play that. So what did I do? I bounced it. joy they had picking him up and just everybody felt a part in it. The great number 21, as humble as the day is long, celebrated with all of his teammates in the end zone. There was no spotlight dance. Pointing to the guys, pointing to the crowd as it wasn't about him. And that's why guys loved him. You did it! Ah! How many touchdowns he had that year? Was it 26? 31 touchdowns? 31 touchdowns in one season? It's a crazy number. Whether you're a football fan witnessing LaDainian Tomlinson or Maurice Jones-Drew, or you're a ballet fan witnessing Nuriev bouncing it, ad-libbing, that's the secret. You physically can change directions, but it teaches you how to do it mentally. What a great lesson to learn from the world of ballet. Coming up next, the clinic will be open. I'll take your calls. We'll do some clap revision. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show every Saturday morning here on 710 ESPN. How the others will see the faker. I'm much too fast to take that test. Ch-ch-ch-change it. Turn and face the strain. Ch-ch-change it. Don't want to be a richer man. Get smart. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar Sinai, head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page.